It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Ah, uh, made it to a Friday. Love me some Fridays. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Friday, August 26th. College football games tomorrow. Now, I know it's week zero, which I don't really understand. Other than the games are so bad that we can't call it week one. You're supposed to get excited for week one. Week one is next week. Ohio State plays Notre Dame. Purdue plays Penn State on Thursday. Indiana plays Kentucky, Louisville. Everybody plays week one. But why call it week zero? Isn't that insulting? Justin Kalen is on the other side of the glass today. We got to come up with another name for this before the end of the show. I think week one would suffice. Do you spell week with two E's instead of E-A? Maybe it's just Or E-A w- with instead of two E's. Maybe W-K period. How about opening week? There you go. How about play, like play in week? Play in week. <laughs> How about getting you ready for real football week? Right? Week zero just is demeaning. Yeah, it's week zero. Guess who's going to play in week zero? Vanderbilt, Illinois, Northwestern, Nebraska. Nebraska used to be big-time college football. Now they're in week zero. Welcome to the show. Already in progress. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384 1450 if you'd like to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line is open as well. 502 414 1450. Don't forget, Summer Cash Bash continues at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky refreshing rewards member wins $10,000. That happens all summer long. We're coming to a close, although I don't know when it is. I texted the boss today. Hey, when's this Summer Cash Bash uh, grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe being drawn? And am I eligible? He said, I'll check, and no, you're not. If you want to enter the contest, it's a two-step process. You open your Refreshing Rewards app, and you click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. That's not the only way. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, many more, using your Refreshing Rewards card. That's Thornton Summer Cash Bash. Not a Refreshing Words member, text REWARDS to 80313 today. By the way, on or around September 19th is when they'll do the drawing. So when does summer, when does uh, fall actually begin on the calendar? Is isn't that about it, right? Is it, no, isn't it October yeah. 20th or right. 21st? Uh, do we? Let me ask you this, because I asked my wife the other day, she didn't know. Daylight savings time is ending, right? We're not going to have that anymore at a certain point. Really? But is it over yet? No. Are we going to, around Halloween, have to fall back, set our clocks backwards one more time? I think we are, but I don't know. I don't know. I'll look into that as well. But it is ending. I mean, the, the federal government has ended daylight savings time, but they, for whatever reason, they couldn't do it. When they decided to do it, they couldn't say, okay, it's over. That's it. Let's don't do it anymore. I don't know why they couldn't spring forward, fall back, whatever. 
November 5th, 2023 is when it goes into effect. There you go. Thank you, man. This, this guy is on top of things. So I still got two more, I guess. I got I to gotta fall back this fall. Then I got to spring forward next spring. And then maybe I have to fall back one more time at the end of next year. We'll revisit this in November 2023. <laughs> <sighs> and I don't know when summer ends. All he texted me back was, it's all summer long. <laughs> I thought, isn't that a Kid Rock song? All summer long? All right. And hit me up on the Thorns text line. Help me out if you know the answer to any of these crazy questions. It's Friday. It's Friday. I don't Look, I got a Sanex game to call tonight. I'm too busy to worry about this show. TJ just sent in a, you know, TJ just sent a text in. Let's hear it. Uh, s- September 21st is fall. Well, there you go. Also, Johnny is scooter in a good in a good uh, in good spirits. Yeah. Something happened today? I'm in great spirits. Yeah, we'll uh we can have a discussion off air. <laughs> All right, if but we fine, do, yeah. you might want to wait till after the show cuz if we have a discussion off air during the show, it's going it's going on the air. Okay? We'll, we'll wait till after. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I'm just fair warning. I want to be upfront with you here, Scooter, if if oh man. By the way, uh is the golf scramble full next week? Not yet. Got a couple of spots left. If you know some buddies. Big X Golf Scramble next Friday. So I won't be in studio next Friday. I won't be on the air next Friday. Because uh, I am playing with some buddies. It's at Elk Run, 9 a.m., shotgun start, $30 a man, $120 per team. And I will sign autographs for $10 a piece. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a bargain. Time. Yeah. That's a bargain. Uh, but get you, get you a team together. Go to bigxscramble.com. Big X Scramble at, at Yahoo. Big, big, X, big X Scramble at Yahoo.com. Correct. If you would like to enter. Next Friday, September 2nd at Elk Run, 9 a.m. Shotgun Start. Kind of like the Live Tour, Shotgun Start. All right. Like I mentioned, college football starts tomorrow. I do. By the way, the six-pack is back. Still looking for a sponsor. Shady Rays, are you listening? <laughs> Shady Rays, six-pack of uh, – I'd like a like – a, we used to call them – tell you what, I'm an old man – we used to call them beer joints, right? I like a beer joint to get involved here. Come on. Basically a small neighborhood bar. We used to call them beer joints back in the day. Uh, to get involved here. You know, I'll make it cheap. I'll make it very affordable. And we sponsor the six-pack every Friday, except next week. It'll be on Thursday, of course. Maybe you should hit up Roosters. They're already a sponsor. There you go. Might just want to throw out a little more. Throw a little, a little money, t- uh, you know. In my pocket, I mean, I'm tired of Dugan getting all the money. Let's be honest about that. You know, you know give me a cut here. <laughs> but uh, six-pack coming up. These are not good games to choose from. There are no top 25 teams playing this weekend. The first top 25 team to play this season will be Thursday when Pitt, ranked 17th, hosts West Virginia in a – Interstate rivalry game. Intra, interstate, yeah. Uh, so Pitts ranked 17th. That's the first ranked team to play this year. That'll be Thursday night, ESPN, 8 o'clock, I believe, maybe 7, 7 or 8 o'clock, West Virginia at 17th ranked Pitt. But this weekend, we've got some major conference schools playing. Florida State's playing. Carolina's playing. Northwestern and Nebraska in a Big Ten matchup are playing in Dublin, Ireland. Vanderbilt, I know, 
It's Vanderbilt. They're still in a in a major conference. They're playing. So we got some big-time conference teams playing, but none of them are ranked. None of them are playing each other. Uh, but I'm going to pick six of them. Why not? What have I got to lose other than when I take these six and go over to the betting parlor? You're actually going to bet them? Absolutely. <laughs> now, look, here's the thing. I always tell the listener, and you can go to the tape and – and you'll understand this is true. If you want to make money, bet against me. It really is the best gambling advice I can give you. If you want to make money, it has been historically accurate that you should bet against me. It's really a simple philosophy. I give you six games. Most of the time, I go best case, four and two, three and three. Sometimes, but usually more than more than not under 500. I've gone 0 and 6 before, more than once. It's not easy to do. Perhaps if I was a smart man, I would pick the games at home and then go the other way and tell you on the air the opposite of what I actually think. But I don't do that. That's not fair. Have you ever gone 6 and 0? I have. Okay. It's it's. More rare than extremely rare. Oh yes. Okay. Yes, much more. Extremely rare. But I have done it, and it's a nice weekend for me. It's always it's always a fun weekend. Uh, here's the bad weekend when you start two and zero, and you're feeling good about yourself, and the other four turds come in on the wrong way. That's eh, not a good feeling. I've been there, and then you have. I used to do this, and I'm going to say this because my wife might be listening. Before I was married, back in the day. Monday night was get-back night, right? No matter what you were down after Sunday, after college and NFL games, Monday was get-back night. But guess what? You don't always win on get-back night. And if you don't, it's a long week avoiding the bookie. Now, you don't avoid the bookie anymore because the way I do it, put it down up front. It is, it is, you can do bookie if you want to, but it's dangerous. I learned the hard way. That's dangerous. Story time with uh, story time with Johnny. That is very dangerous. So I'll give you six. I don't like the games this week. Look, I'll probably go four and two, five and one this week because I don't like the games. I'm just picking picking them by the numbers here, basically. But that's coming up in the final segment. Uh, unsponsored six pack of the week is what we're going to call it right now. Shady Rays, Roosters. You know what you have to do. Or any beer joint. How about Old Hickory down in Germantown? Or uh, Flanagan's? Or Tim Tam? Or Chex? Right. By the way, Justin will be right across the street from Chex tonight. Oh, yeah? Manual Stadium. If you don't, if you, well, I know you can't get there early. Fish sandwich at Chex or a bowl of chili. I mean, you can't go wrong. Probably closed when I get out, right? No, no, they'll be open. Okay. No, Maybe I'll go open. after. Adult beverage after. Absolutely. Uh, tonight, Floyd Central at Manuel, uh, r- crossing the river there. The Highlanders cross the river to take on the Crimsons. 7.30 kickoff. Justin will be on the air for that on 94.7 FM WFIA. Tony Burke and myself will be at St. X again this week as the Central Yellow Jackets come to St. X right here on the Big X tonight. Game time, 7.30. We'll be on air 
at 7.15. Do they do running clock in Kentucky? Uh, hopefully tonight they will. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> they do. You've got it coming. 36 points, I think. What, what is it in Indiana? Uh, 35. It's 36 in Kentucky, which is a really dumb number. Exactly, yeah. And that's why – here's what a lot of coaches will do. If you think you are that much superior to your opponent, then on the first touchdown you score, you go for two. Or you fake the extra point and go for two. I've seen San X do this. And that way, it's 8 nothing, and you can get to 36 with four more touchdowns, four extra points. Smart. Because if you score that 34th point and it's 34 to nothing, and you go for two, that's not a good look. That's not a good look. We're pounding you into the turf, and now we're going to go for two. That could cause some trouble. Speaking of trouble, Aaron Donald – Swinging helmets yesterday. That was him? Yeah. Not, and I'll get to that in the next segment because I do want to talk about whether or not Aaron Donald is in trouble because anybody else would be in trouble. But we'll talk about that shortly. All right. I checked coacheshotseat.com today, uh, which is a fun website. You know, they list the top 30 coaches that are on the hot seat. Number one, Scott Frost at Nebraska. I get that. Uh, Nebraska, in fact, he probably should have been fired <laughs> a couple of years ago. Number two on the list, if I can uh, read it here, is Jeff Scott at South Florida. South Florida, in Jeff Scott's I, – I, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this, but I think he's been there three years and they've got three wins. You can look that up for me. Um, I don't understand why you're still the coach, but uh, Jeff Scott, South Florida, number two – Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech is number three on the hot seat. David Shaw at Stanford is four. And Steve Sarkeesian at Texas, of all people, is number five. Local names of interest on this list. Justin, you want to guess where Tom Allen is of Indiana? Top 30. 22. He's 12th. Oh, my gosh. He's he's 12 on the hot seat. He's in some trouble. This was an Indiana team two years ago really good. Mm -hmm. Went to bowl game. Got screwed out of the Big Ten Championship. And now over under four this year. Yikes. They'll hit four. It'll be right at four. I understand why he's on the hot seat. I do. Louisville Scott Satterfield, top 30. Guess, can you get, give him another shot here? Uh, 15. 26. What? 26. So Scott Satterfield, it's, he's, you know, 26 coaches – I would say in a year would be a lot of guys getting fired. Yeah. So I don't know how hot the seat is. It appears to be a lot warmer under the tuchus of Tom Allen. 12th. In fact, as far as the Big Ten goes, uh, of course, Scott Frost, number one at Nebraska. Uh, Tom Allen, second on the Big Ten list and 12th overall. And then Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern is 18th. Their over-under is three and a half. Um, I guess you better better do yourself a favor and beat uh, beat North, beat uh, Nebraska tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Greg Schiano at Rutgers is 30th on the list. He came back to Rutgers. He was at Rutgers before, took a better job, an allegedly better job, then actually was an assistant coach in the NFL, and now he's back at Rutgers again. So there you go. Some of the coaches on the coacheshotseat.com, they update it, I don't know, at least once a week. 
By the uh, way, you were right on Jeff Scott. He is three and eighteen overall. In is that two years? I guess two that's years, two yeah. years. Three and eighteen. Not good. Not good. <laughs> God, how do you get twenty-one games? I guess you play. Yeah, the COVID year. They played nine, oh, yeah, nine yeah, yeah, games yeah. in the COVID year, and then twelve last year. Yeah, I'm glad you you checked me on that stuff. By the way, speaking of college football, before I take a break, uh, Louisville named their their backup quarterback yesterday. Now, Evan Conley was the backup last year, and when he did get in, when Malik Cunningham got injured uh, during a game here and there, he was not good. Now the question is, Evan Conley, Nathan McElroy, those guys are third and fourth string. How long before they jump into the portal, I guess is the question. There's no reason to do it now. There's no reason to do it now other than if this is your last year of eligibility because these guys are not going to play. Barring double injuries, Brock Doman, D-O-M-A-N-N, a newcomer to Louisville football, was named the backup quarterback uh, yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. Who is Brock Doman? You may ask yourself. You may ask yourself. As, uh, who sings that song? I can't remember who sings that oh, song. Oh, I know what you're talking about, though. Um, so Brock Doman, I've got the bio right here in front of me. He is um, 6'2", 225, played at Pine Creek High School in Colorado Springs, Colorado, but he has been around. Uh, 2018, he played at Ventura College, was a redshirt at 2019, went to Campbell University but did not play, and was JUCO All-American last year after spring, a spring 2021 season at Independence Junior College, I'm going to guess in Independence, Missouri. Uh, so there is your rundown on the new backup quarterback, Brock Doman, for the University of Louisville. Now, Talking heads, by the way. Is talking heads, very good. If you're a Louisville fan, the guy you don't want to see on the field this year is Brock Doman because Malik Cunningham is the guy. And if Malik gets hurt, or if Malik doesn't play well, either one of those things, cards are in trouble. That over under six and a half, that's going to take a beating. I think it's under anyway. Uh, I hope they get to six um, and get to a bowl game. I'll be pulling for them to get to seven, eight, nine, but to me, under six and a half seems to be the bet. All right, let's take a break. I do want to talk about Aaron Donald swinging the Bengals' helmets at him yesterday. We'll get to that. Lee Westwood had some interesting words about the PGA Tour's new tournament schedule and the unsponsored six-pack coming up in the final segment. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio on this high school football Friday. Don't forget uh, Florida, uh, Floyd Central Emanuel tonight, 94.7 WFIFM. Justin Kalen will be on the call, 7.30 kickoff, Floyd Central at Manuel at Manuel Stadium. Texture says, sounds like the Manuel Floyd Central game is a made-for-radio game by Ryan Media. Yeah, why not? Pretty much, yep. Look, if I owned the station... Uh, and my kid was playing for a football team anywhere, I'd try to get that game on the radio. Yeah. Why not? 
Well, FYI, Dugan's son is a senior offensive lineman for the Manual Crimson. So that wasn't that's not the only reason, however. That is a main reason no, that no, we're that's covering a, that. That's a great that's a great game to, to cover. It is. It is, but logistically it was one of the only ones we could get to. Yes. Because of equipment issues. Correct. Is that fair? Yeah. Uh, and you know it's radio speak. I'm not. I don't have to go into it, but uh, we have gear issues, and that's the place where about where the gear is going to be at 6:30. So you got to get it over to the stadium, and it would be really hard to get it to Charlestown and and whoever they play. Oh, they're, Brownstown. They're at Brownstown tonight, so that's Battle, an hour. Battle of the town tonight. Also, Central Saint X. Uh, we are the voice, the uh, home of the Saint X Tiger football program now. And uh, Central Saint X seven fifteen pregame seven thirty kickoff. Tony and I will bring that to you right here on the Big X tonight. Um, all right, NFL news. Um, first of all, I saw this today, and it made me wonder because you know, inquiring minds want to know. Uh, NFL tonight, Seattle's at Dallas. The game's in Dallas. Seattle's a seven point favorite. And I started asking myself, why would Seattle, who doesn't know who their quarterback is, going to be a seven-point favorite on the road at Dallas in a preseason game when both teams – this is a final preseason weekend, by the way. Both teams are trying to figure out who they're going to keep on the roster. So certain guys aren't going to play. Dak Prescott's not playing tonight. If you watched any of the football last night, Aaron Rodgers didn't play. Uh, Patrick Mahomes didn't play. Chiefs won that game 17-10, by the way. Trey Lance played some for the 49ers. They got shut out by Houston. Most of the stars are not going to play. So Dak's not going to play. But here's the thing. Seattle still doesn't know who their quarterback is. Drew Locke missed the second preseason game due to COVID. And Pete Carroll, the head coach, still is undecided who his starting quarterback was going to be. So while Dallas is going to be playing their third string, maybe Andy Dalton gets some play for Dallas tonight, but probably third string quarterback and quarterback that's not going to be on the roster next week are going to be in there for the Cowboys. Seattle's going to play Drew Locke, and they're going to play Geno Smith because Pete Carroll doesn't know who his quarterback is yet. Now you're playing against third and fourth and fifth string guys, I don't know what you learn if you're Pete Carroll tonight. I guess you just put them both out there for a half, and whoever plays better is your starter. But because those two guys are going to get some reps tonight, Seattle's a seven-point favorite at Dallas. Here's why I know I have a problem, Justin. I'm looking at preseason <laughs> football spreads. Are you betting them? No. Okay. No. There's a difference, though. There's a if big If you're not difference. betting them, you're fine. And you know what's been the big bet? You know what I've noticed has been the good bet in preseason football? It came through twice again last night. Under the total. 17-10 and 17 nothing. last See, night. that's surprising because weren't the first – I want to say the first eight preseason games this year were all over. I don't think that's right, but you like to do research while I'm talking, so you can look that up. There have been a lot of unders come in. In the preseason. In fact, the only game that I gave out on the show was an under, uh, and it hit. So Maybe I have that backwards. Maybe there was 8-0 oh, on the unders. It, it's, it's, look, I, I don't understand it. Maybe teams run the football more because they want to see their running game, see who can be their running back, because everybody knows who their quarterback is, almost. Anyway, joint practice yesterday in Cincinnati. 
The Bengals and the Rams, if you don't remember, come on out from under that rock, they were in the Super Bowl last year. And Sean McVay is, uh, is friends with Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, the Bengals coach, was on Sean McVay's staff at one time. Two young coaches, two hot young coaches in the Super Bowl last year. Hey, we're going to play a preseason game next year because the Rams play in Cincinnati this weekend. We're going to play a preseason game. Why don't we have a couple of joint practices before we have the game? A lot of teams do that. Detroit and Indianapolis did it last week. They had two joint practices on Thursday and Friday, and they played on Saturday. But maybe the Bengals are still a little mad about the Super Bowl. So maybe it's a little bit different. Because at the end of this scrimmage yesterday, this joint practice scrimmage, Aaron Donald, defensive lineman for the Rams, edge rusher, um, all-pro Defensive player of the year got a little angry, got a little heated. And at the end of this particular play, which turned out to be the end of the scrimmage, Aaron Donald was swinging not one, but two Cincinnati Bengals helmets at Cincinnati Bengals. Can't do that. No. I don't care how mad you are. It's like Miles Garrett. All right. Here's the question. The NFL was asked, any discipline here? I mean, Miles Garrett got six games. He actually got an indefinite suspension, which ended up being six games when he took Mason Rudolph's helmet and started swinging it at the Pittsburgh quarterback, Mason Rudolph. He got an indefinite suspension, which turned out to be the rest of the regular season six games. The NFL has said, what happens in practice, it's up to the teams to take care of it. We do not discipline teams for what happens in practice, even joint practices, even scrimmages in joint practices. Well, you better change your policy here because people, especially a guy like, oh, I don't know, let's say Miles Garrett, want to know what you're going to do about this. Miles Garrett only swung one helmet. He only had a helmet in one hand. Aaron Donald, and the video is kind of grainy. ESPN did a good job of, of zooming in on it so you can see. He is wailing two helmets, one from the right, one from the left. And the NFL, now look, there's probably somebody behind closed doors calling the Rams, talking to Sean McVay, talking to the GM, saying, hey, yeah, look, you got to do something. There's got to be at least a fine. There's got to be maybe a one-game suspension. All right, regular season opener. How about that? I don't know who the Rams play in the regular season opener, but I'm about to find out. The only thing this does is make players, even more so, not want to play preseason games. I mean, a lot of them don't want to play them now as it is. The Rams, If, he, if he's disciplined <laughs> off this. The Rams open Thursday night, first game of the year at home against Buffalo. Sheesh. <laughs> now look, he's not going to get suspended for a game. He's not. And Miles Garrett can be as upset as he wants to be. He probably will be upset. But you can't do what Aaron Donald did yesterday and just get away with it. He's probably going to be fined. That doesn't matter. He's making, you know, a, a what are you, you going to find him? 20 grand? That's a nickel to me and you. 
if the Rams want, if the NFL wants to make a statement here that says, guys, you can't do this, what better way than to take the best defensive player in the league and sit him down in the Thursday night opener against the Buffalo Bills? That should be what the NFL does here, at least. Miles Garrett got six games, and yes, it was a regular season game. It wasn't a preseason scrimmage. I know. Don't tell me that this event that happened yesterday is any less dangerous than what Miles Garrett did in the regular season against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not. If anything, it's worse because he had two helmets. He had two weapons in his hand. Ah. <sighs> Joint practices. There, There is probably so much that goes on during these things that we don't see because, you know, the media at these events, at practice or at joint practice, they're only allowed in for about 15 minutes. You give them about local media, about 15 minutes of film time, that's it, and then get out. We got work to do. We don't want you stealing our signals. We don't want anybody. We don't want any distractions. So local media usually, I think, comes out. You give them about 15 minutes, usually at the beginning of practice. So I'm really surprised this actually got on film. Maybe it was somebody with a ca- with a uh, camera phone, you know, with just a phone taking video. It was like I said, it was very grainy. But uh, I don't know. What do you do here, Justin? Do you sit him for Buffalo if you're the Rams? No. You don't want to. No, I don't want him to do that on that Thursday night game, September 8th. I think it is. I, w- I want to see Aaron Donald on the field. Uh, here's my only issue. That, by the way, that's Amazon Prime's first Thursday night. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's just what they need. Uh, the only issue I have with it is Aaron Donald is massive. He doesn't need helmets to no. beat people up. He snapped. Like what? He snapped. They said something about his mama, his kids. I don't know what happened. Uh, maybe, maybe they somebody went low on him. Maybe they double teamed him. What do they call that when uh, uh, it's a it's a 15 yard penalty in a regular season game? The uh, chop block, chop yeah. Block. Maybe they chop blocked him. I don't know. But I think it's it was probably the offensive line saying, hey, this is not the same offensive line the Bengals had last year. So get ready because we're coming back for you. I don't think the Bengals get to the Super Bowl. I still think it was one of those outliers. We have them every once in a while because the Bengals weren't supposed to be a Super Bowl team last year. Joe Burrow was coming back from injury. We, they didn't know what they had exactly in Jamar Chase. They knew he was going to be really good. They Certainly nobody knew he was going to be that good. Joe Mixon was better than we thought. The offensive line was terrible. The Bengals won a playoff game against Tennessee where Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. They beat the Raiders in the first round of the playoffs at home because they had a last-minute drive to score the winning touchdown. They could have lost in the first round. I got a buddy who's a huge Bengals fan. And every time I tell him, I think the Bengals might take a step back this year. Oh, my gosh. It's like I called his grandmother a name. It's incredible. He's so offended. Don't you believe in Joe Burrow? Yes, I do. Don't you think Jamar Chase is great? Yes, I do. We changed our offensive line. The offensive line is going to be a lot better. I know. Defense is good. They make plays. I know. I get it. You are still in the same conference with the Kansas City Chiefs. You're still in the same conference with the Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, the new-look Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Cleveland Browns when they get the uh, 
the rapist back, whatever his name is. You're still in the same same conference with all of these teams. If the Bengals were in the NFC, I would like their chances a lot more. A lot more. Because the NFC got the Rams. 49ers should be good. Packers, well, they got Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what else they got. Tampa Bay with Tommy. The NFC East is a joke. If the Bengals were in the NFC, I'd feel a lot better about their chances to get back to the Super Bowl. But they're not. They're not. They'll probably have a better regular season record than they had last year. Yes. But, man, it's hard to get to the Super Bowl. Unless your name's Tom Brady, it's hard to get to the Super Bowl. And I think they're really a good, a much improved football team. They're fun to watch. You got to have luck on your side. And they had a lot of luck on their side in the playoffs last year. Quarterbacks don't get sacked nine times and win football games. It just doesn't happen. But they were able to somehow pull it off. And they were really a couple of plays away from winning the Super Bowl last year. Got to take advantage of your chances. And they, they did to get to the Super Bowl. They didn't take advantage to win the Super Bowl. All right, I went off on a tangent there. That's okay. Uh, breaking news here. Heard this this morning. Kentucky-Louisville basketball is now set for noon on New Year's Eve, December 31st at noon on CBS, Rupp Arena. It will conflict, thanks to John Hale, by the way, at the election Herald leader for this information, the game will conflict with both the Music City Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. So if Kentucky is in either, or if Louisville happens to make it to the Music City Bowl, the UofL UK basketball game will conflict with those two bowl games. Now, if you're going to put it on New Year's Eve, I'm thank you for the noon. People have things to do New Year's Eve evening. So thank you for a noon start. In fact, I'll probably be there because I had plenty of time to get home and uh, set off the fireworks and, and uh, put on the tux and go out and have a good New Year's Eve. I look good in a tux. I believe it. Yeah. We'll take a break. Unsponsored six-pack around the corner. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio, final segment of the week. I love me some weekends. Love me some weekends. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450. Last chance to get in to the show and give me your opinion or ask me a question. You can do that on the text line as well, the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Texter says, Central running back is legit. But St. X wins big tonight. Lion playing special teams are the difference. Manuel has to overcome a feeling of superiority, but should handle Floyd Central. Yeah, those are the two games on the uh, the uh, Ryan Media Networks tonight. There you go. You like that? Love it. Just made that up. Right here on the Big X, Central and St. X. 
from St. X. Tony Burke and myself will be uh, calling the game there, 7.15 pregame, 7.30 kickoff. And Justin Kalen will be at Manuel Stadium down in Germantown as the Crimsons host the Floyd Central Highlanders in a game from uh, across the river. The Highlanders travel, 94.7 WFIA-FM, 7.30 kickoff for that one. Good thing I'm German. And uh, Justin, I'm telling you, head across the street when you're over, when you're done. Go, do this though. Put the put the equipment in your trunk first. Okay. And then walk over there. And I'll tell you where to park too, because I've been there. That used to be Saint X's home field. Can I not park at the same place for both? You you can, yeah, you can. But uh, yeah, park in between them. In between checks is about a block and a half away. No problem. But you can park. Equidistant between the two places. That the gear you carried is not that heavy, so you know you'll be fine. Uh, I was getting you some. You know you can park actually inside the stadium on the baseball field. That's where I like to park. Okay. Because it's a very short walk, and uh, as I don't like to get my steps in till like midnight. I get them in like eleven fifty nine. I'm like, oh my gosh, I still got ten thousand steps to go. <laughs> All right, ready for the uh, unsponsored six pack. Oh, before I forget, Lee Westwood had some bad comments that he uh, decided to make toward the PGA Tour. The PGA has come up with their newest, uh, I don't know what to call it, um, they, they up some purses, they, they're deciding what players are going to play 20 tournaments, you got to play 20 tournaments in a year. Well, Lee Westwood, uh, who is on the, one of the first, he was one of the first to leave for the Live Golf Tour. Uh, really giving him some grief here because, and he's not wrong. Let me just say he's not wrong. He's calling some of these PGA players hypocrites. Uh, strong words he's using, saying the PGA is now copying aspects of Live Golf, and he's not exactly wrong. Live Golf says here are the number of tournaments we have. You got to play in them. The PGA is now saying here are the twenty tournaments that if you're a top player, you have to play in. You have to play in seventeen. And then you have your choice of the rest of the tournaments on the schedule. You have to play in three more. And they up the ante. They up the money. Why? Because Live Golf has given these guys a lot of money. Westwood, who was among, uh, as I said, the first PGA Tour members to defect to the Saudi Arabian Finance Live Golf Invitational Series, said the former tour is borrowing a lot of ideas from the new one. Here's a quote from Westwood in an interview that was published yesterday in Golf Digest. Quote, I laugh at what the PGA Tour players have come up with. It's just a copy of what Liv is doing. There are a lot of hypocrites out there. They all say Liv is not competitive. They all point at the no-cut aspect of Liv and the short fields. Now, funnily enough, they are proposing 20 events that look a lot like Liv. Hopefully, at some point, they will all choke on their words, and hopefully they will be held to account as we were in the early days. Now, he's not wrong in any of what he says there. Um, but it sounds like, hey, everybody was mad at me. Everybody was mad at Phil. Everybody was mad at DJ because we took the money, and now what are these guys doing? They're, gonna, they're making more money. They're going to make more money so that more guys don't come over here. Uh, this is not going to end anytime soon. And I'd be surprised, very surprised, if after 
the uh, Tour Championship, which is going on as we speak, I would not be surprised at all if you see a, a another cluster of PGA golfers head to the Live Golf Tour. Scotty Scheffler, by the way, shot a five under yesterday. He's 15 under after the first round. Again, it's a tour championship. They started, he started at 10 under and uh, it went on down the line. Xander Schauffele is now 10 under. He's five shots back. Matthew Fitzpatrick, nine under. Joaquin Neiman, Patrick Cantley tied for fourth at eight under. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, by the way, had a great round yesterday. He shot a 64 on the par 70 East Lake course. All that'll, right. That'll do. Here is the uh, unsponsored. I love saying that. And if you want to sponsor, just uh, hit me up on the text line, 414-1450. The unsponsored six-pack of the week. No drum roll. Douglas, God rest his soul, used to give me a drum roll for that. All right. First game of the weekend. Austin P. at Western Kentucky. Noon on the CBS Sports Network. The Hilltoppers at home, 26.5-point favorites. I think it was Justin yesterday who said, whatever you do, bet the over. Give me the over. I'm taking Western Kentucky here. I'm giving the 26.5 because if the over is to come in, I think Western's going to score, obviously, the majority of those points. Let me see what the over-under is. 66.5. That's what it is? Yeah. So Western will have to score about 50 if they want to cut. Well, about 48 if they want to cover and get to the over. I'm taking Western Kentucky minus the 26 and a half. Second game of the day, 1230 on Fox tomorrow afternoon, Nebraska Northwestern from Dublin, Ireland. Now, when I thought this game was in Evanston, Illinois, I was going to take Northwestern. But now that I know it's not, it's in Dublin, Ireland, I am going to take Nebraska and lay the 11 and a half here. Uh, Nebraska's seven and a half in the over-under, and Northwestern's three and a half. So that means Vegas thinks Nebraska is a lot better, a lot better than Northwestern, and they have an easier schedule, apparently, than Northwestern does as well. I'm taking the Huskers. Scott Frost, number one on the coach's hot seat. I'm going to try to get them a, a little cooler on here, give them some ice to put on that hot seat, and give Nebraska a big win over Northwestern. Wyoming at Illinois, that's a 4 o'clock game uh, on the Big Ten Network. Illinois at home is a 13-point favorite. I'm taking Wyoming. I'm taking the points and the Cowboys. I don't know how good Wyoming is, but I do know the Illinois over-under is 4.5. And and maybe Illinois is looking ahead to that that, uh, big game in Bloomington next Friday night. Right? Maybe. Who knows? Wyoming, by the way, over under five. So I'm going to take Wyoming in the points there. I don't necessarily think they win in Big Ten country, but uh, i got to take some points somewhere. Speaking of taking some points, Duquesne, who I didn't know had a football program, at Florida State, 5 o'clock ACC Network. Do you have a spread in front of you, Justin? I do not. All right, no. what do you think the spread is then? Florida State at home against Duquesne. 48. 39. Okay. I'm taking the 39 for no other reason than Florida State is picked, I think, fourth in the ACC Atlantic Division, which means I'm not sure they can score 39 points against anybody. So give me one touchdown, Duquesne. Just give me one touchdown, and I feel very good about plus 39. Nevada 
at New Mexico State, 10 o'clock, uh, ESPN 2 game. Nevada, the Lobos on the road, are a eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to give the points here. Here's what I know about both teams. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. But Nevada, I watched them a, a lot last year on those late CBS Sports Network games. I liked what I saw. I'm going to take Nevada and give New Mexico State the points. I'm on the road. I'm giving eight and a half. I'm good with it. And finally, Vanderbilt at Hawaii, 10.30 Eastern time, 4.30 in Maui. That game on CBS Sports Network. Vanderbilt is a nine-point favorite. Listen to those words again. Vanderbilt is a nine-point favorite on the road. Give me Hawaii plus the nine. Smart call. I don't know when Vandy went to Maui or Oahu or wherever, Honolulu, wherever Hawaii is located. I don't know when they went over, but it wasn't soon enough to get acclimated. And if they went over too early, then they've had too much beach time, right? There is a final. Clark Lee, by the way, head coach at Vanderbilt, is on that coach's hot seat list. And he said at SEC Media Days, Vanderbilt is heading toward being one of the top football programs in the country. I think he was really deep into his brown water cups there. So give me Hawaii plus the nine. So there you go. That's your first six-pack of the year. It's in week zero, so it shouldn't really count. If I go 0-6, I may not count it. If I go 6-0, and it definitely counts. But Western Kentucky minus 26 and a half at home against Austin P, the Governors. Uh, Nebraska minus 11 and a half against Northwestern in Ireland. Wyoming plus 13 at Illinois. Duquesne plus 39 at Florida State. Nevada minus eight and a half on the road at New Mexico State. And Hawaii at home plus nine against the Southeastern Conference and the Vanderbilt Commodores. You got any problems with any of those? Um, yeah, I've got kind of an issue with the which one was it? the Florida State. I would take them minus thirty nine. <laughs> I, I just, mean, you said it yourself, John. You didn't even know Duquesne had a no, football team. I didn't. And then, you know what else? Villanova's got a football team. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, they got a game coming up. Uh, I guess next week. No, everything else though, I agree with. Man, yeah. Look, these are shots in the dark. Yeah. Nevada, New Mexico State, I don't have any idea. I don't know if what Duquesne's, you know, where they got their quarterback. I don't know if they have a backup quarterback. May not have one at all. I, I didn't know it was – I thought it was Duquesne until uh, <laughs> until Bob Domini said Duquesne on the, on the TV and everybody made fun of him. <laughs> uh, the only one I really, really like is Hawaii. Hawaii is one of those teams, bet against them when they're on the road, bet on them when they're at home. Kind of simple. Just because of the travel. When they got to come to the continental United States, that's a long haul, man. I've been to Hawaii. That is a long flight. But when same thing. When you got to go over there, that's a long flight. That, that jet lag is a real thing, man. It's a real thing. All right, don't forget, high school football tonight. Central at St. X right here on the Big X. Floyd Central at Manual, 94.7 WFIA. We will continue to bring you all the high school football action right here on the Big X. Thanks for listening. I'll be back Monday. We'll recap week zero 
in college football. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Axe.